Hello, welcome to Life Coaching on the Move. I'm your host, Dawn Fisk. Welcome along. Excuse me, I am today walking in the woods with you. A glorious morning, almost too hot actually. It's quite early because I'm avoiding the heat. Um, At the time of recording, we are in real, real hot temperatures. Uh, The dogs are struggling with the heat. I'm struggling with the heat. Um, But it's due to break hopefully on Friday, I hope. Um, So I thought I would do a dog walk because I have been unable to do a dog walk for a couple of weeks because we had the the ping alert and we've been in self-isolation. So we have actually, actually I have to say I'm quite grateful for for all of it. Uh, First of all, my son was pinged first thing six o'clock on the Monday morning as he was leaving for work and he's a self-employed uh, worker in construction and at 19 and a tiny bit resistant to it all thinking what why have I been pinged anyway uh, in his um, responses I suggested that he did a flow te- lateral flow test at least um, and then we would discuss things um, did a flow test and actually he was positive and we would not have known that um So too was his friend who had been and stayed over for the weekend with us, um, which he didn't know either, and he did as a result. Uh, So I was grateful, actually, for the the ping that we're all dreading. Um, And it was a good thing in terms of him spreading anything uh, unknowingly, without he would have gone to work not knowing. And then um, my gratitude turned to the jabs because he had had one jab and he had barely any symptoms. So he got away with it really well. Um, He was fine, quite tired, but he didn't suffer too much. But three days later, then my husband, who has been double jabbed, um, went down with it quite badly, actually. Um, To the point where I think, my word, if he hadn't had double jabs, how bad would he have been? Um, So I was hugely grateful for the jabs in that regard. Also, I had been double jabbed and I, despite catering for them both, cleaning around them both, nurturing, nursing and caring and driving them to PCR tests, etc. Consistently stay clear uh, and consistently scoring negative on lateral flow tests and a PCR and stayed really well and fine from it. So obviously have had great immunity from the jabs. So all in all, one of my themes for this podcast is gratitude. Um, I have to say I really did struggle with being self-isolating for really two weeks once we got the ping from my husband. Um, it's It's a horrible feeling when you're confined and you can't... You start focusing on all the things you can't do. Can't do this, can't do that. But actually, um, went into, uh, as always, a tendency to go straight into solution mode. We had our son home and time on our hands, desperately thinking, how can we use this? Could we carry on with some of the, the jobs that we're doing in the garden with the patio? Build, he's building us a patio and putting sleepers in. But of course... We'd run out of materials, so it's how do we solve the material issue? And our lovely friend um, and neighbour went off and got in more ballast and things like that. So we could use the time, we could achieve things. Um, really appreciating our friends and the offers of help. So that was 
more things that we were grateful for. So that helps you through, doesn't it? Any bad time, as I've said on the podcast before, any bad time that we're going through, one of the great antidotes for the difficulties and the struggles is to focus on what you're grateful for and the good in it somewhere. Because most challenges these this was minor i mean god there are much worse issues in life but any uh, struggle or challenge or issue that if we dig deep maybe not at the time but very often there is at the time or very soon after on reflection we can see perhaps how there might have been something that came of it something of benefit or help or a learning um you know so that is really worth doing uh, to keep you sane, to keep you going through any life issue. And I'm talking about more severe life issues than just being confined for a fortnight, but all being well and safe. And I realised we were lucky that we were all well and safe and we got away with it. You know, it could have been last year when people didn't have the jabs and I do worry how my husband would have been now when I look. We also have a newfound f- uh, gratitude for our freedom <laughs> and our social life. We have really, really been making up for it now, catching up with all those friends we couldn't see. Although I have to say, many of them are now being pinged and their teenagers are getting COVID and therefore they are confined with or without their own COVID. So it's really going around like wildfire at the moment. Almost every other household we know is... Uh, self-isolating and have COVID in the house to a greater or lesser extent. So we can all get through this. We're all in the same boat um, and just supporting each other and doing each other's shopping or picking up things or, you know, keeping each other sane. So I am therefore out in the woods enjoying this new freedom and the countryside and the dogs. and appreciating it further. So I hope you're all well. I hope you're all safe. And I hope you're all keeping sane. Um, and enjoying the weather and not melting. <laughs> the topic for today, therefore, is giving ourselves a pep talk. The power of giving ourselves a pep talk. Um, because sometimes we really need to do that, don't we? Um, sometimes we get it from our friends. But if we can do it for ourselves... We therefore can draw on it at any point and uh, do it for ourselves on any subject. Um, and I was thinking about you know, how important it is to look and internalise most things and see what you need to say to yourself in order to make it a little bit better, um, to ease it, to help you through it, whatever it is. Um, so... What I often say to clients is when they're struggling and they can see no way out or they can see nothing good of something or um, no positive sides or no solutions, um, is to ask yourself, what would I say to my best friend if he or she were going through this? Um, And they turned to me and they brought all of this and poured all of this situation out. And we're really struggling and really stuck. What would I say to them? Because sometimes it's easier to disassociate yourself from the situation, whatever your situation. um, Because 
you know, the old phrase, you can't see the wood for the trees. I often say to clients, the goldfish doesn't see the water. I don't know why I prefer that one. but um, And it's true, when you're in the midst of something, you often can't see a way out or see a solution or see a benefit. But there often is one. So if you can lift yourself out of it and almost see... Sometimes I do this with clients, I get a, a separate chair and say, your best friend's... Imagine your best friend is sat there on that chair and has just poured all of this out to you over a coffee or a glass a glass of beer or something um what would you now say to them and I literally get them to say it say it out loud and keep going and keep going and what else and what else and what else could they do what else could but the uh, how could they change their view of it what could they try etc etc and I keep pushing and keep pushing and, uh, you know, they solve their issues. They solve their dilemma or the situation or they feel better. They see it from a different viewpoint. Um, so the other thing as well is to say that we often can experience negative emotions. But one antidote to those negative emotions can be to t- internalize it. So if you're outwardly, if you're feeling negative outwardly, um, then turn it round into an inward thing. What can you take from that? So if you're feeling, I, um, I love this idea that if we're feeling envy of somebody and what they've got or what they've achieved or what they're doing, if you're feeling out uh, t- towards something outside, envious. Envy is not a great emotion. Um, I, I think most of us don't wouldn't view it as a great emotion. But if you internalise it as an indicator, that basically it's it's showing you unfulfilled potential. Uh, if you're envious of your friend or neighbour or somebody's or, or colleague's promotion, you're envious and resentful, then maybe it's an indication to you of your unfulfilled potential. Um, or you're envious of somebody's holiday. Uh, or home or something that they've achieved or done or had or booked or got. Then look at inside don't don't focus on them there's nothing you can do about them and there's no point being envious or resentful or bitter um internalize it into what is it telling me about my unfulfilled potential there's a reason you envy them because presumably you've not got that promotion or you've not reached that level or got that exam grade or Uh, booked that kind of holiday or whatever it is and therefore the next stage is how can you make that happen what can you do to make your potential uh, more likely to be realized because if you sit there in the mud of envy and bitterness you just stay stuck and it eats you away and rots you away it's not a good emotion it's not helpful 
But if instead you see it, well, okay, I feel envious. Why do I feel envious? What is it that I've not fulfilled that I would therefore like to fulfill in my life? And that would make me feel pleased for them and um, proud of my achievements. What would that be? And therefore, what do you need? What steps do you need to take to make that happen? Do you need to do some more studies, some more education, sign up for courses? Do you need to get fitter? Do you need to um, start taking on new projects at work and acting, stepping up um, and um, acting up for the role that you're trying to get to? Do you need to speak to your boss about what gaps you've got in terms of your experience or your knowledge and how you might go about filling those gaps? Whatever it is, what steps do you need to take? To push yourself and realise that potential, that unfulfilled currently um, gap. And that's much more proactive and solution mentality and you feel in control and then you can feel pleased for others. It's so much more useful. So use any negative uh, emotions that you've got outwardly turn them around and look inward and think why am I negative about this and what can I do about it and how can I use it to its advantage and turn it around instead of stay stuck in the negativity um so I heard a phrase this morning on just uh pop radio um I think it was somebody on Love Island apparently said it's better to get better than it is to get bitter so you might not have heard that with the dog panting behind me. So it was, it's better to get better than it is to get bitter. Love that. Um, so true. So instead of stay in that bitterness, turn it around to how can I get better? More competent, stronger, um, more able, push myself, achieve more or feel happier. Focus on you rather than get bitter about outwardly at other things and other people that you can do nothing about, by the way. You cannot control who goes where, has what, does what, achieves what. You can do nothing about that. But my word, can we do a lot about where we go, what we achieve, um, what we study, um, what we um, succeed in or try attempt dip or toe into those sorts of things embrace etc so um the other the one i put on my blog actually this week was um if you have too too high expectations of others you set yourself up for disappointment um and you set yourself up to be let down really because you set those expectations far too high and they're in you because we can't control others, can we? Um, so you set yourself up for just big disappointment or upset. However, if we set ourselves high expectations instead, and we, if we internalise that and direct it inwardly, then we are going to set ourselves up for greater success or greater happiness or contentment or achievement or whatever it is need to focus on what we can control which is ourselves um so the other one i think i put on my blog was or i say in a lot of time management workshops you know 
if you're one of these people that it pleases, you can't ever say no to people, you don't like letting other people down, etc. etc. Is that's fine. You're putting that outward. But every time you say yes to everybody else, whether it's your boss, your family, your mother-in-law, the children, etc., every time you say yes, 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 okay, yeah, 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 I'll do that for you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Don't worry, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Because you're a pleaser and you can't say no. Every time you do that for them, brilliant, lovely, but at the same time, you're having to be saying no to you. So if you are, yes, yes, I'll babysit your children. Yes, yes, I'll, I'll have them, bring them over for tea or whatever. You're saying no to whatever you had planned or wanted to do or needed to get done or work. Yes, I'll do that project. What did you have already on your to-do list, etc. So it's all I would say and do say to clients is it's fine being a pleaser-ish, um, but how many times are you having to say no to you? And there's a balance there. We can have boundaries and say, yes, I can help you, but not until Tuesday because that's a better day for me or something like that. Or I can help you, but I can only give you an hour. Um, what would you, what's the highest priority and what would be most useful in that hour from me, etc. So, yes, saying yes is fine, but you need to have some boundaries. If you don't people will walk all over you and just take advantage etc people will respect us much much more if we do have boundaries and limitations because we respect ourselves if we respect ourselves and our time and our needs and our potential people outwardly will equally respect them if we don't respect our own time no no one else will either they'll walk all over us so sometimes we've got to push back. Yes, it's lovely to be able to help and be a person that will do anything for anybody. That's a lovely aim. But we've all got things on our plates and we've all got priorities and time limits and a certain number of hours a day. So there's nothing wrong with having some boundaries. Um, so there's that pep talk there that you might need to have. So what negative emotion have you been experiencing lately outwardly um, and what therefore is it indicating that you could internalize and address um, so you know, are, have you got too many expectations of somebody else and you're feeling disappointed and let down and are they does that person know anything about your expectations and where have they come from uh, you know, why are they there? Why have you got that expectation of those people? What can you do about it to solve it? Can you talk it through? Can you compromise? My dogs have found the only puddles in this wood and are now led. Oops. <laughs> they're literally laying in the water. Oh, they're having a great time. Um, so. <laughs> so, they're like lakes. Gosh, where's all that water come from when we're in such heat? <clears throat> Take from today, then, that no matter what's going on in your life, give yourself a pep talk as if you were a separate person, a best friend. What would you say to them? And what is that issue, negativity, um, telling you? It's an indication. It's a kind of alert. It's almost like... Um, you know, like a lateral flow test, it's indicating with that second line 
that you have uh, traces of that disease in your body. Um, it's an indication. So what are those emotions indicating to you in terms of where you need to address your attention and how you can control how you feel and the solutions to it and making inwardly things much, much better? That's the only thing you can control. Uh, if that doesn't work, talk to somebody. Talk to a good friend. Talk it all out. Um, because sometimes we don't know what we're thinking properly until we actually hear ourselves say it. Um, so many clients say, oh, God, yeah, no, I hadn't really seen it that way. I hadn't realised that's what I was thinking. I mean, I, I get it too. Um, when I'm with my running or walking friends and chatting things through, you get much more clarity when you hear yourself say it out loud or you hear yourself say it and you realise how wasted and wasteful and silly or whatever it is. You put it into context and you get perspective. So do, do, talk it through. If you haven't got anybody to talk it through right now because they're in self-isolation or they're away and on holiday or you, know, you, you just don't have access to them because they live somewhere else, then the power of journaling. It's so, so powerful. Write it all down. Write it all down every day and see a pattern, see a theme. And over a week or two, you'll think, ah, that's what it's about. I keep writing that or I keep feeling that. I need to look at that emotion. So journaling can be as effective. It's been found to be as effective as um, some courses of um, treatment for you know, and a little bit of depression and things like that, or in fact, um, talking therapies. It can be as inf- as effective as talking therapies. So try that. Try writing it down. Um, alternatively, if you want to, you can contact me uh, for coaching or another coach. Um, it's very very powerful. They will hold you accountable, move you forward and give you strategies and the follow-up appointment checks how did that work how did this work which strategy was best which one didn't work why what were the obstacles um etc and build on your successes more than anything it's holding you accountable i had a client yesterday that said oh i knew i was seeing you so i thought i'd work it all out and come up with some solutions because i knew you were going to ask what the solutions so i've been thinking and it's this 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 and this because I've been working with him on and off on a kind of mental role, he knew exactly what I was going to do. And so he'd started the work already before we met. Um, so if you would like coaching, then please do remember that you can have one, two, whatever. You're completely in the driving seat of how many. I don't commit you to six or something and you can't get out of it absolutely not you're in control it can be just a one-off touch base and run the the issues past outwardly past me and past yourself and come up with some solutions or it can be a few coaching sessions and you work through a series of things you can contact me therefore if that is something that would be helpful uh, via the website www.milestone-coaching.co.uk Now, the other thing to say on there is I've put all new uh, autumn dates up for various workshops um, all starting at the early September ready for when we all settle back and children back at school and work's back to normal and hopefully 
this uh, huge surge in cases will have, uh, you know, peaked and will be coming down and everybody are feeling well and positive and keen to address things and sort things out in the last quarter of the year. Really focus on things and make improvements. If that is you, then there are workshop dates for life skills and confidence program that's a brilliant one really popular there is a a stress management uh, program and there is a one-off time management workshop all of them are on zoom and all of them are small group sizes to make them small and friendly and not overwhelming and too massive Um, nice small sizes so that people can get a lot from each other and learn how other gosh they think that too and they struggle with that too and oh they've tried that and that's worked you get loads from each other as well as um, the coaching and the strategies that we cover they're all on the workshop and as I say there are limited numbers because I keep the group small so um, don't miss out in terms of numbers if you're keen or if you feel a loved one could benefit. Um, The life skills and confidence is particularly um, helpful for youngsters who are struggling, young adults. So they are from any age from 16 and above. So if you've got a 19 year old that's struggling and can't find work and is staying in their room and struggling with life, I've got getting so many calls like that at the moment from about 14, 15 years of age, parents worried about their youngsters. Um, then that would be something to look for. So, look within, give yourself strong pep talks, um, only negative, outwardly expressed emotions that you've got at the moment will be indicating stuff that's going on inside for you that's wrong and not working. And so, therefore, what is it and how can you solve it? Good luck. Have a really, really good week. And I'll speak to you on next week's episode of Life Coaching on the Move. Thank you.